Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big Guy, Big Guy Ryback starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and today we have a big, 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 big man on the show today. He's a 27 years old, over 400 pounds, easily over 400 pounds, former corrections officer, elite, elite bench presser. I'm talking 700 pound plus bench presser in very, very rare company. This guy, he stands over six feet three tall, just a monster of a man. He goes by TD Smash on Instagram, Thomas Davis. It is this guy, what a conversation, a great time. And you, I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy this one. We talk about his newborn child. He just welcomed into the world here. The keys to getting a bigger bench press, training frequency, uh, and what it takes to really, really excel at that level of strength, uh, doing things that very few humans are capable of doing. We talk a little bit about the coronavirus, of course, some of his other lifts, and uh, a little bit about diet. We talk about Mark Henry a little bit on here, and he's a pro wrestling fan, so that always makes the conversation a little bit uh, more fun on my end when we get somebody that, uh, that loves wrestling also. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Thomas Davis. Big man. What's going on, big bro? Not much. How you doing today? Oh, man, I can't complain, man. Just chilling and relaxing, you know, enjoying this quarantine, as you know. <laughs> Where exactly are you again? I live in uh, South Bend, Indiana, so uh, Notre Dame. I live, like, I live 10 minutes from campus, so. Okay. okay. I yeah, lived in, yeah. uh, in Louisville, Kentucky from for three years there while I was down at Ohio Valley Wrestling. We used to do shows, though, in Indiana all the time over there. So yeah. I don't know what part, how far or close to your to Indianapolis area? About two and a half, two fifteen from Indianapolis, but I'm probably about an hour 45 from Chicago. Okay. I think usually I'm closer to Chicago than I am in Indianapolis. All right. I've been, cause I've been to Fort Wayne a bunch, and I'm trying to, I just, a bunch of small towns in Indiana also, so. Yeah. They used to do, um, like WWF back in when it was like the Attitude Era back then, but um, they would do shows in Notre Dame. But from what I was told, the myth was they they couldn't come back anymore because of Degeneration X because it was a Catholic school and they kept saying "suck it," and yeah. I think that's what got them in trouble. <laughs> I believe it, man. That's holy yeah. hell. That's <laughs> the. Uh, did you ever with wrestling? Because you're a big fan of wrestling, right? Look, I'm still watch like old all the older WrestleMania's and stuff. Like I was just an attitude era kid, man. That was Same. that was me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're 27, right? 27 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm older than you, but it's I grew up with that too. I came up too with the, with being a kid with Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man yeah. and, and all those guys too. So it's like wrestling has changed even for me watching it over the years. Yeah, man, that's, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Were you a fan of Mark Henry at all? Uh, somewhat, yeah. I thought he was pretty cool. Like, I actually met him at the Arnold my first time going to the Arnold. 
I was like, dang, I'm like as big as this dude. So like, I got to meet him, which was pretty cool. I'm like, but I'm like, dang, like it's crazy. Like he's done all that, but it's like, like man, he's done so much with like WWE too, like with Strongman and then doing WWE yeah. and like, man, that's that's crazy, man. You're tall too, right? I'm six three, six foot three. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, that's what Mark's around. That I think right around six three or yeah, because Mark was a little taller than me, man. The guy, and it's so crazy for me. I, I got to wrestle him quite a bit on like in, in on TV, WrestleMania, and live events, and like, yeah. I was with him a lot. And uh, people don't understand, like, because Mark, by the time he had already achieved so much strength wise, powerlifting wise, and then in, mm-hmm. in, in Olympics and goes to WWE, and then and yeah. he had some injuries early on there because. The people don't understand like the power lifting and I've trained like with Nick Best here and like I have to be really careful what I do because the two don't go hand in hand. It hurts. As far as if you want to excel at either one, it's you can right. take aspects of it. But and I think Mark learned that as he got there. And then but he did so much with that and then came into wrestling and, and he in the Hall of Fame, man, he um yeah. which is no easy task to to get accepted into that. And he it was always cool for me. And I always like would sit there and go, man, this guy is legitimately like I would just look at him and he like his body is just built different than everybody else's. Yep. Like, that just, is a beast. You remind <laughs> me of him though, just you're just naturally larger than people. You just like I yeah. look at Mark and look at his legs. I go, man, the guy like has these dinosaur legs, and like <laughs> even if his body fat was higher, he's like a rock though. And like it's yeah, it always he's blew big. my mind. Yeah, it's uh, some people are just built for that. I feel like too, and and yeah, there's there's a lot of guys, man. You see that now, and like I know you can attest to it. Like they just they just don't have that like strength, and it's just weird. Like I'm just I'm blessed, man. I can't I can't say anything less, but like. I got blessed with this strength, like, and I see guys that have been busting their butts to get to, like, where, like, I've been, and it's just like, man, I kind of feel bad, but it's like, some people just aren't built for it, you know? I agree, and I think that's, like, a thing, it's, like, the same thing with, like, I was gifted with having decent genetics for building muscle and and not having to do certain things, and I think you got to, like, you got to capitalize on what you're given and maximize it, and sometimes people fall in love with something, like, you'll see even, like, bodybuilders that go into that and they don't have the genetics for it and it's a it's a very dangerous road and powerlifting's the same way like you can yep. enjoy it and, and excel at it as a hobby but to like when you go up against the best of the best you're dealing with like people such as yourself that like you said it, the work is you have to kill yourself still but you were it's just not the same and i've seen people that try to diet that just don't have the genetics for it and it's it's a tough thing man it's hard it's hard when did you know you were as strong as you are? And, and for the listeners out there, like you are to me a, a freak of nature. I watch you benching. You know, I'm blown away. I you make it look so easy. I want to go into my gym and like throw it on. I oh yeah, that looks so easy. You're so strong, man. Working well. I think when I really realized it, I think it was just like being younger and like noticing that like I can really like push these kids around like like my age or older because I used to get bullied like because I was fat, but like people would bully you. Yeah, when I was little, man, I used to get bullied a lot, man. I was pissed off kid, man, because my dad had died when I was young, and I was like always getting into fights. So I was like, man, I had to prove myself, and like I realized like. Dang, like I, I've heard a couple people when I was younger, and I'm like, man, I remember just socking this one kid in the face so bad, and I'm like, everybody heard it because it was just so loud. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be doing this too much longer because I know I got some strength behind this, and like, especially you know, from then and then going into high school, like, 
I wasn't super strong when I was a freshman. I think when I first maxed out on bench as a freshman, it was like 185. But then, really? right, yeah, I wasn't that strong. But then I learned my body and I just like continued to get to it. And then before I graduated, I hit like 465 as a senior. Wow. So I was able to put up some weight, but like, I just knew like I had a grip for it. I'm like, man, if I can really work out a little bit more and just like kind of put some more into it, like I can really be stupid strong. Where did the switch happen in high school? Like with that, as far as were you really, really like where when you first got in there at 185, I thought you were going to say like, oh, I got in there and I benched 350 and I was so weak. And it was like <laughs> 185. It's, that's not horrible, but I, that's a huge jump in progress. What was like the switch for you? Was it just learning? just being consistent and learning proper technique? Where did that happen? Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, it was because of my seniors that year. Because I was like, man, one of the things I'm going to, because we had these clubs, we had like the 300 club, the 250 club for bench, 300 club, 350, and that was it. And I'm like, man, one of the things I'm going to hit like the 300 club. And like those guys are like, no, you're not because you, you, don't, you don't work hard enough. And like, in a sense, like they were making fun of me, but in a sense, they were right. And then I learned like, hey, okay, cool, like, Let's go ahead and do this. So once I learned that I can really work harder than I was before, it, I mean, I made my own club. I mean, I, I did. I had the Four Hundred Club. I was the only one that had that shirt. It's, I think still to this day, nobody else has ever been that much. So Both high schools I went to, there was nobody nowhere near that. So that's that's crazy. Because I'm looking back in high school and trying to remember, like three fifty was the big number. Big, I feel like yeah. that was three fifty. Yeah, yep. <laughs> just blew that away. I was proud. I made my the school here. I switched my senior year. I think I was the first sophomore to make it on for the four, whatever the four lifts were. The It was military press, squat, bench. And I think there was, I don't know if it was, I don't know if they had deadlifted there when I was, but it was for four lifts. It was probably power clean, wasn't it? Not, no, I don't think, I don't even, maybe it was. I can't, I can't even remember, but I remember feeling like great. And then, but I remember my senior year, I switched to another school and there was, there was a guy there. This he was just he was another level, and I remember like, man, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh shit, like I got to work on this. <laughs> yeah, but I never was the same. I just lifted. I never, and I just went with kind of what I had at that. And I played sports. Did you play any sports growing up, or no? Football. Um, I did basketball when I was younger, but it was pretty much football and track. And I did I did wrestling practice because I could never make weight because I was so fat. So I just I would just do like the conditioning. I'd run with them. So I would do that in the winter, and then I did track. I did shot put, and um, in springtime. I got to say because I saw on your Instagram too with everything going on. And I want to talk to you about all that, but I was impressed because I'm a big burpee guy, and burpees <laughs> have, uh, helped me tremendously in my wrestling career and and having yeah. conditioning. Man, you move really good. I I was actually I go damn. <laughs> he's like you. I'm doing it. <laughs> you're like you're shuffling with your feet. You're barefooted, and I was like, man, he's moving. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I got to man. It, it came from football, man. To be honest with you. All that we do up downs all the time and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I just got used to it. It's second nature. Are you four something right now? Yeah, um, I'm probably around like four forty right now. Yeah. Around four forty. I was like around four seventy. Like as I hit like around that seven hundred when I hit seven hundred in March. Yeah, I was around four sixty, four seventy, and I was like, damn, I'm just so I'm so big. But you know, with what I'm taking right now with my medicine, and then like. You know, my, my food intake, it was like, dang, like, I, I should drop this weight. So I was like, that's why I started those burpees. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> you say 700 for the listeners. You're not talking like squat. You're talking bench press. <laughs> just bench so press, everyone, yeah. yeah. Which is just it, it, absolutely incredible. Like for you, 
how, and because this is something I wanted to ask you too, like for progressing in strength, because, and I found too, like doing like training, when you talk to different people, everyone has different ideas and theories on it. But for you in maximizing strictly strength, how mm-hmm. often, and let's just say with the bench press, how often are you training bench press to, to maximize, to get, I mean, because 700, man, you're in rare territory. Yeah. Well, 700, dude, that's been a goal for me for like three years, man. So it's been a lot of switching up things. I, I finally got a coach that like I'm, we're clicking and like I'm on the next level now. So what he's got me doing now, I bench twice a week, but so like I'll bench on a Monday and I, that's like my heavy, like straight up bench day. I, uh, I'll squat on Tuesday, I'll rest on Wednesday, and then I'll come back on Thursday to do, like, close grip work and, like, accessories and triceps for the bench. So, technically, I bench twice a week, okay. but I give myself time in between those days to recover so that I can come back harder for that Thursday. Absolutely. And your goal is strictly mm-hmm. – when you're training, like, it's strictly strength. You're not worried like, – obviously, like you said, some accessory work with the triceps and things of that nature – but you're on a pretty strict game plan on this as far as what you're trying to do, right? Correct. Correct. Yep. Very strict. For you too, like with the bench press, like what did you find? Because this is something for me and I found that happened to me and I never, and I got into wrestling and I remember this, like for me, I walked in Cena, John Cena had his gym down in Florida and he had a, a the wall and, and guys, I walked in there and just did 500 and got myself on his, on the bench thing and I, and I walked out. And I never, that was for me the, the highest that I ever got. And I never tried to do anything more than that. But I found when yeah. I got my injuries with my shoulder and my right lat atrophied really bad. And no coincidence, <laughs> my bench just completely went away. And and I used yep. to be able to men rep out 225 like crazy and things. And now yeah. for me, my motivation is like they got me in working with like Andrew Locke and, and working and I've worked with Nick Best a little bit out here. I had full-blown arthritis, so, like, I had to, like, completely start all over again and, like, learn proper technique. And But I found, like, the lats are so involved in a good bench press, right? So involved, man. People neglect that back work. I do back work four times a week, so not just including, like, my bench day. So I'm doing something with back work. I'm doing lat pulls, the seal rows, seated rows, you know, dumbbell rows, inverted rows, something to get my lats going. But I got to keep that back big. You know, like you look at a lot of the big benchers, they have to have a big back. Like you can't be stable and get the results you want if your back's like small. You got to have that big, massive, those slabs of meat on your lats, man. You have to. That's one thing I realized that when that whole right lat went, my back, I had to stop benching. Like it was, I was completely unstable and it caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm finally like able to and working my way back, but I got to do these. I got four more stem cell procedures and I'm lucky I could even do anything again. I'm very, very blessed, but I watch you, man. I get motivated because like I said, you throw that weight up and I'm like, you, it's like so deceiving though, because it's just like you make 700 look like 300 on most people. I'm like, damn, I go out there. I was like, I got a lot of work to do, but it's incredible to watch. Man. Every time I lift, man, I think I gotta, I have to get it up as fast as I can to make it seem effortless because if I don't put that much effort in every single rep, then I'm not going to get that, you know, that next rep. Yeah. So if I can just tell myself, Hey, you know, you have to throw us off your chest. Like this has to go hard, hard, hard. Then it, it, it will look that fast. So, you know, a lot of guys, they try to grind out like these, these crazy amounts of weights. Like you're going to end up hurting yourself that way. Like I know I've, I've been ready for a 700 for, I think about a year now. 
Okay. But I finally got to the point where I, my mind was confident and the speed was confident for me to actually achieve it. So that's why, like, people are like, oh, you're 700, like a warm up. Well, I've been ready for it for a while now. And now with everything I got changing with my body, you know, my TRT and everything, like, I was able to finally capitalize and feel so much more comfortable with it. So Absolutely. that's what I came with it. How many now for your like when you're training on your heavy day? How many sets are you doing on that? And if you don't need to like divulge anything secrets or anything as far as if it's oh no no <laughs> I don't you never know with people you're like no I don't want to but I'm always curious on that like for what is like what are you doing in there on on a Monday's heavy work for you? Because some people like well, five sets and out like what's the number for you that that works? So like for me, um, since I'm at the at the point in my career where I'm doing this heavier stuff, to do a bunch of sets and reps isn't ideal for me. So for me, I work up to like a top double or a top uh, single or even sometimes a triple. And um, from there, I'll do back down sets. So I, after I get up to like a higher number, like say like I do 650 for, you know, a double or something like that, I'll back down to like 550 and do sets of like five you know, speed work, just working on speed, speed, speed. So then that way I'm, I got that number in my head that, okay, cool. 650 for a double went and it went fine. So now I can just fine tune myself back down to the lower weight and still get good intensity with the lower weight. And then I would be trying to hurt myself doing more reps with the 650. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And do you find like you working with people on that? Like you said, you have a coach and that's yeah. like, I think and for me, I've learned as I've gotten older is, I always like and oftentimes, and I still am very stubborn and hard headed at times where I like to figure things out on my own, but I've yeah. learned is like, I've also, that it has hurt me also over the years at different things. And I've learned like, if you want to like sell at something, you got to almost, you, you reach out and find someone that you, that is doing what you want to do or has the knowledge and experience. Has that been really beneficial <laughs> for you also? Yeah, you know what's crazy, man? Like, one of the guys I looked up to, like, the most in this lifting game was and actually my coach now. His name is Josh Bryant, and um, he coaches me and uh, the gentleman who has the current world record, Julius Maddox, uh, who bench pressed 770 pounds wow. right after I benched my 700 pounds. Like, he, he's a beast, too. So he's got me and James Strickland, Jeremy Hornstra, who's, like, I forget. He's like 242 and he's benched like almost 700 pounds himself. And he's, he's a little guy. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that just knows so much. And now he's got us like as a collective, he's actually working with um Brian Shaw right now yeah. on his bench. Cause he's like doing bench stuff right now, which is like crazy for strong men to do that. But I mean, like he knows his stuff, but what, what he's really good at is attacking that person's weaknesses. And once you attack the weaknesses, everything else continues to get stronger. But while he's doing the weaknesses, working on the weaknesses, he's working to continue to keep up all the things you're good at too. Absolutely. So a lot of coaches don't understand that, you know, like you can't just all, just throw these numbers out and give it to somebody and know, hey, like what's, what's going on with you? Like why why are you failing or why are you plateauing? You know, yeah. but that's that's yeah. what you're good at. Yeah, and like no, to try to figure this out at your, the level that you're at would be so hard. Like for you, it's easier. And I always like heard – and other people that that excel at different things is they want to take the guesswork out of things. You're putting in the work and find mm -hmm. someone that can give you the game plan. And, and your job is to go out and, and execute, essentially, simplifying yes. the matter rather than trying to figure out every little aspect of my overtraining, undertraining. Find someone that you could trust and believe in. And then you just go out there and deliver. And, man, it, it's paying off. It's paying off big time. <laughs> what lifts for you or, or some that you for you that maybe do you struggle with the most or are there any or do you enjoy all of them? 
I really do enjoy them all, man. Like I'm even getting into deadlifts more now and I never really liked doing like deadlifts or anything. I always made the excuse for deadlifts and squat that I had a bad knee. And I just kind of said, you know what? Hey, dude, you got you got to man up. You got balls. You got to do it. So now that I've, I've done it, I finally did a, I did a full meet last year in California and I squatted 810 and I pulled 800 beltless. So, you know, I was able to do something without like really training like these other guys. I mean, I, I trained for it, but not like as long as everybody else has been doing. I've been just a bench only guy. Yeah. So I, I had a pretty big total that way, like just doing that. So it's like, I'm, I'm really enjoying it all, man. And if it sucks for me, I like to work on it because it's like, all right, cool. Like that means I can get better. And it's just like, okay, well, if I can get better, that means I'm, you know, I'm moving up a little bit. So I'm just trying to take my time now, man. I'm, I'm 27 and I'm the second youngest to hit 700. So, you know, I just, I don't want to like go too crazy, but right now, man, I'm just loving it. Like any, anything yeah. I like that coach throws to me, man, I'm like, let's do it, man. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like you said, it's, you're doing it the right way. I feel like, and you're smart about it. It's, and just enjoy the journey and the process. It's, it's really rare to see. I remember when I first saw it, I just stopped. And I don't know if it was because, like, I've had Eddie Cohn on here and, and I've had Nick on here and the guys, and, uh, and I'm getting back into watching. I'm like, I remember I just saw, I go, man, that guy was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's fun, man. I love, I love what I do, man. So, you know, I'm just continuing to make those reactions, that oh shit yeah. reaction. That's why I like a lot of people, like powerlifters and things, like Eddie and those guys hitting you up and stuff. I mean, it, I talk to Eddie all the time, man. He's always guy. talking shit to me, man. That's my dude. <laughs> I, 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 we gotta have dinner sometime, man. That's that's my dude. I, next time I go to Chicago, we're supposed to be hanging out with him, man. He's he's something else too, man. But he's so smart. Yeah, he's so smart, man. I, I'm I got married in November, and for our honeymoon because my wife was pregnant at the time, we just went to Chicago. We drew to Chicago. I said, "Babe, like you know, like I gotta have one training session in." And I said, "I'm gonna go where Eddie's at." She's like, "All right, that's fine, cool." And he got me to like almost squeal, and I'm only squatting like 315 pounds with a little SS bar because he was telling me I was doing it wrong all the time. And I'm just like, this man's making me like shake a little bit doing small amounts of weight because I was doing it wrong. I'm just like, man, like he does that to you, man. He's just so smart. He's a riot, man. I I loved having him on and talking, but I actually got to send him my deadlift because that's another thing. My squat has improved with my form, like with my back, I've had whatever the 11 stem cells on my back and they've regrown five of my discs. So I'm able now to do right. stuff again, but like my deadlift is the one thing I'm not as confident in. Come like my squat though has come back and I train man training with Nick out here. Nick best is a smart dude. Yeah, really smart guy. Yeah. And it's crazy why he was squatted. I don't, he was like coming off of an injury and we were squatting and I hadn't, man, I hadn't done anything serious. I just started back up as far as like with actual, I was doing body weight stuff the last, shit like three and a half almost four years of like an extension to like yeah. but a lot of body weight stuff and, and learning better technique and man he got me the what our first session or second one doing 550 again and i was just like it felt so good to do it again but it was a little scary because he doesn't have the safety thing there at all but it's him and yeah he, he's like trust me you're good i go yeah but for me i go this is this is like a big moment for me because i haven't done it in so long but Man, it was so motivating training with him and, and watching. He goes hard, too. He doesn't play, man. Like, I met him actually my first full meet in um, California. And I'm just like, man, like, that dude's like, he does, like he's a big dude. And I've seen some of his training videos. And I'm just like, man, like, wow. And I see, actually, I think I've seen that. I think you guys recorded that year 550. And I'm pretty sure I did see that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're saying that. 
I was very sad. He wrapped up my knees. I was like, you're not going to kill me. I go, nigga, I needed a five-disc fusion. But I was like, I had to get over that fear in my head that I was, I'm a lot better now than I was. And yeah. you got to – and it, it's crazy. Like with wrestling, that's where I said like you get like – I love powerlifting too, and I loved it when I was younger. And it's like – but you get to – I, like, I had to make a decision. I was like, what do I – you got to pick one or the other. But I was like, I could keep aspects of it, but I just got to – in training with him, it's like it makes me want to do it again, like really get into it. But he does yeah, that conditioning shit too. And, I'm telling you, dude, like we want you to live well, – I like that too. You said that too, like getting it out of your head. Like people don't understand it's so mental, especially with that type of weight, man. And like what you've been through with your body yep. – I see this. Like, I actually, it's funny you said that. I was watching uh, Beyond the Mat with my wife, and she's like, oh, no, you would never wrestle. Because, like, she's seen how, like, everything's going on. So those guys don't play, like, what they do. Like, they put on that show for us. And, like, the things that you guys are doing, and now and then you're, you're training with Nick, too. That's some dedication, man. A lot of guys wouldn't even want to do either or, you know. Oh, no, but you're I praise to you for that. And I and I always say, and, I, and I've had, like, Robert Oberst on here and the guys, but I, I'm always impressed. And Eddie, I tell because I know to a degree, like nowhere near the level that you guys do, but like that, I think powerlifters are the the mentally toughest people to actually when the, to do that because it's such a most people can never relate to that and understand like the like guys squat, squatting over a thousand pounds or twelve hundred pounds and benching seven hundred yeah. having that weight the room for air is so little. If none, so there's, there's no there's no room for air on that. And like, but it, like yeah. you said, it's preparing and constant training so that when you're under that bar, you're mentally it, you're mentally so locked in and ready that people you make it look easy. That's why I say mm-hmm. people and you and you, t- you talked about it earlier about being prepared and that just I think that applies to so much of life. Like wrestling, it was me preparing and being in shape and conditioning to go out and do that night after night, and it's a whole other thing. Yeah. And, but it's like I have nothing but respect because it's. To train with Nick and the guys, and to actually see it's like fuck, like it's yeah. I'm like with five fifty, then he throws like eight something on him. Like this guy's like a freak, but he's it's just that mentality and that dedication, yeah. a lifetime, not just like lifetime, dude. lifetime. It's impressive, man. It's it's fun, man. But I mean, hey, you know, it's just it's what we it's what we love to do. But some of us they, they call us crazy, and I mean, I can attest that I'm not the most you know well screwed person, but. It helps me out. (laughs) But I was reading an interview where you said it helps you to go in and tire yourself out and kind of – are you still a corrections officer also? No, I finally gave it up, man. I gave it up about about two and a half months ago. Okay, so here recently. But, man, man, you got to say, I feel like nobody ever, ever would test you. You know what? No, I had one guy, and that was one guy, and that's been that, what, from – I worked there for five and a half years, man. I enjoyed it. I still talk to a couple of my inmates now, and they tell me, you know, how well they're doing because you know, they, eventually people get out, so it's like you'll see them around and whatnot. And it was it was a fun job, man. But they they knew not to mess with me. They know they read the paper, so because so, sometimes the paper would put me out there if I wanted something or whatnot. And, yeah, and uh, they they knew who I was. <laughs> I feel like too though you straight because you you have a sense of humor also that you're a likable guy. I feel like where people. But yeah, I feel like all those you hit the switch and you can make that turn pretty quickly. I can make that switch pretty quick. Yeah. That's the best way to be, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. That's how you gotta be. Turn it on when you have be nice until someone makes it absolutely necessary when you can't be exactly. nice. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you just have also have a newborn child as well here? Yeah, man. Uh, Malcolm, that's his name. Yeah. Malcolm, congratulations. 
Thank you. He's upstairs sleeping with his mama now. So, oh, you wow. know, that's, that's my boy, man. He, you know what? It's crazy. Like, when he, like, I was just so motivated to hear that I'm going to be a father. And, like, I'm like, man, I can't wait. Like, so I was a father before, but I mean, like, that was a whole nother situation. Yep. But with this one, because now this is mine, you know, and man, it just it lit a fire in me. And then once I, I seen him out, like, come on his mom like that, I'm like, dude, like, there's really no stopping like what I'm about to do like this work ethic man because now I see him and I can hold him and I was like dude I, I got someone else I'm working for too like it's just so humbling man I was gonna ask you, <laughs> you hear everybody and I haven't had kids and I, I definitely it's something and thought about but everyone I've heard that that's my friends that have had them they all say the same thing it's like the moment that you first see your child it, like something just switches and uh yep. it, everyone says that so it's like it's clearly I believe it it's uh just an unreal experience. It sounds like, man, it was so unreal, man. Like I've, I've, dude, I've been, I've won world titles in Finland, South Africa, Japan. I didn't, you know, done so many like cool things, man, in my life. And that was just like that thing. It's like, man, like this is a blessing, but like, please believe this has motivated me more than anything. Like I couldn't even explain that feeling, man. It was, it was great. Man, it's absolutely amazing. And do you think too, like with that, because and when because motivation is a hard thing for a lot of people too, and, and yeah. that drive and for success and whatnot. And oftentimes, sometimes, like I'll find for me, because I I have to motivate myself from within. I have to create stories for myself to keep a hunger on certain things, and like for me on what I'm trying to do. But I can imagine right. when you have another life that is dependent on what you are doing, I can imagine it just lights a fire like nothing else. Man, the biggest fire you can think of, man. I, I'm the same way too. Like you, like some people think that I'm always motivated. There are times I'm just completely drained, yeah. and I know you felt that way too, you man. Like you, man. Yeah. Man. but like you just find that like next thing. It's like, all right, cool. Well, it's, it's not just about me right now. Like I gotta continue to go. You know, like you know that. Yeah. You know that too, yeah. man. It's, it's something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the biggest thing in life if you can find a way to stay. I always say it, the power of being hungry. You got to find it no matter what. And like, cause it's human nature to want to be lazy at times and not, and like, especially way, the way the world is designed. So, and like, even when I left WWE, I had to like, and had the injuries, I had to like really dig deep, man, to like have a story that would keep me, there's nobody telling me to wake up every morning. Uh, you know, right. I, I could have got really lazy and I went the other direction just cause I was afraid, but there's still times when you, you just want to, it's just human nature. You see it from top to bottom. And anybody that says it doesn't exist, they're, they're lying. Because it, it's just the way that it is. But Big time. How are you guys handling everything over there? Within the, Have you been able to train with everything with this virus? Outside um, of like the, the burpee stuff? or No, I mean, I, I do the burpees. I do push-ups. I do bodyweight squats. I hit my bag outside in my garage. But, I mean, I haven't touched the barbell since I've been 700. You know, like. I miss it, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, I didn't want to be around a lot of people like before she had, you know, had him and around this time, but I honestly think it's time for me to get back somehow. We're not really supposed to be open, but I'm, there's a couple of places I can go to, to get it in. You know, I'm, I can't let it go. You know, I, I miss it too much. No. I mentioned the lift. <laughs> yeah, no, it go crazy. I'm like, I'm blessed. I have my gym here that I made when I was wrestling. It's been my savior Body weight exercises are great, but for like, especially with what you're doing, it doesn't get the job done for what you need to be doing Correct. On you, for you. So it's like, I was, as soon as I saw that, I go, man, I was impressed you were still tr doing stuff. Cause it was like, oh yeah, 
it, it you got to though, so you, you keep your your sanity and, and training at other gyms like that. Or I think that's fine. I think as long as there's people doing that all over, like as long as they're not open to the public where the masses are coming in. Correct. Yeah, they're allowed to do that and stuff. So it's I've had a few people come and train at my gym in there, and then I, I spray it down with Lysol after just to be. <laughs> yeah, this is going all crazy. I go, this is ridiculous, but I don't know. Like I don't know what to believe. Believe with everything, but it's uh, man. Do you ever have any ambition? Any uh, like for pro wrestling at all, or no? I always think about it, man, because that's what I wanted to do when I was younger, man. And really? I used to—I was a big Shawn Michaels fan, so I was weird, and obviously I'm black, bro, so I don't get like long hair. But what I would do, I'd take my shirt and I'd like take my shirt off and like make it so like the shirt was around my head, and I would do this shit and I would try to kick in the air and shit. Man, I, I always wanted to be a wrestler, man. That would be I mean, an, I instant viral, an instant viral video if you did a video coming out to HBK's I'm a Sexy Boy Music. Because I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you do some funny stuff on there, man. It's Man, <laughs> you got you got an idea for me now. I'm going to have to do it just because you did it. You told me. I would put that right out, man. That is uh, – I, I use – I love laughing on social media. I think – I try to put out positivity and laughter because those are the two things that have helped me the most in my life. So – yeah, you got to, man. The positivity goes a long way. People don't understand, like, you continue to create that positive around you. This is going to keep coming around you, you know, and life's just, it's bad that way. Yeah. What's, what's the point of being negative, you know? Have you had a good experience on social media as well, like, as far as, or do you receive, and I, and I always ask everyone, there's so much yeah. positives with it and so much love, and I feel like it's how you handle it, too. And what, I mean, do you get a lot of negativity at all for someone like you or no? Oh, yeah, I get it all the time. It's like, you know, People all oh, he only reason why he can bench seven hundred pounds is because he's fat. You know he's he's four hundred pounds. Of course he can bench seven. Like I get stupid things like that. It's just like it shows you how ignorant people are because if you look at the normal four hundred pound person, you know he probably can't walk up his stairs. You know to come out the house like. You know, I can still grab rim on a ten foot rim. I think I can still dunk it. Probably tried. You know, like wow. I, I, I can still do things. You know, I'm I'm not the average four hundred pounder. I can move. You know, but I mean, people just don't understand like things like that. And then, you know, um, when I came out about my TRT, because I'm very open about that stuff. You know, just, like it helped me. It helped me a lot. Like not just you know physically, mentally. You know, that was like the biggest thing. And you know, well, you still use steroids. Well, I don't compete in the SAPL anymore, so I'm not getting drug tested. So it doesn't matter. But I'm not taking a dose that's super high that's going to kill me. You know, I'm taking yes. what my doctor's yes. you know telling me. You know, people just you know just for being honest, they try to slash you, but it's just like you know if you're an idiot, you're an idiot. I can care less. You know what? That's, <laughs> like, that's a great point you brought up because that's something for me. And, like, and I was always impressed with, with talking to Mark. I always believed Mark when he said he he never touched drugs and just may. I, I really believed him. Look, in like I still do in that. And, right. and when I was younger and for me, because I've been on TRT since I was 28 and I've had and I've been very honest about people that when I got signed in, in the WWE and my hero at the time when I was younger working at Gold's Gym, I used to see all the bodybuilders coming in and, and Jay Cutler. And they like yeah. I was just a naturally big kid, 235, 240, never, never in shape and never touched anything, never thought in a million years I would. And the bodybuilders would say, You should be, you should be a, a bodybuilder, be a bodybuilder. And uh and then Hunter and was in there with Kevin Nash, who great guy, great guy. Yeah. I love Kevin. But they were talking about steroids at the juice bar at Gold's Gym. I was 20 yeah. years old, and right there, that in my head. 
I wanted to be a wrestler so bad. I go, that's what I have to do to be a pro wrestler. It was just an adolescent mindset. And it's not their fault. They didn't do any, they didn't force me. It was just a decision I made as a kid. And I was on it from 20 to 24, mildly, nothing crazy, but I tried them and then it had a negative effect on me. I had to go on TRT at 28, which I've yeah. been very open about. And I get the same thing where you take steroids and they don't know. There's a huge difference between taking testosterone and staying in the normal range and being monitored yeah. by, by your doctor. And then also mm -hmm. abusing steroids and, and taking things unmonitored. And it's a, that's a whole yeah. different conversation. So the, big, big I, difference, I man. being honest about it. It's not, in my opinion, it's not cheating. It's being normal. Being normal. That's it. I, I was like, my doctor's like, dude, you're an 80 year old man. And I'm like, I don't know why. And he was like, you know, a lot of the stress and, you know, from, what we have picked pointed is probably because I was a corrections officer for five and a half years. And like, so being on TRT and leaving, like my life went from like down here to above water. Like I'm, I'm better. Like I could care less if I even touched, you know, a barbell again, I, my mental's back, you know, I'm not like depressed and all like weird because I've never been that way, but it, it catches up with you, you know? The hormonal imbalance causes issues. It, it's not. It, it's, Big issues. And like you said, there's a lot of people in the in the world right now, a lot of men that have low testosterone and don't, they're afraid to go get checked out. And it's something, it, I think it's so important for, and that's, I'm the same, I think you have to speak about it because I think there's so many people listening and I, I would know other wrestlers and they were like, what do you take? I go, I'm on TRT. This is my dosage. I'm in mid-normal. I've never, ever tested above that. And I go, and I kill myself in the gym every day. Like I have since I was 11 years old. But it's just mentally there's a difference from when you're on it and not on it. And right. a lot of people or guys are afraid to just kind of, I think, go to a doctor and have that discussion. And there's to me, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's Nothing to be ashamed of, no. man. It's, it's, it's ignorant to not ask your doctor about that. You know, if you don't ask him, like, you can't get the answers to why you're feeling some way, you know. Like, I, I take that compliment, oh, you're taking this, this, and this. Like, nope, I'm just taking 200 milligrams every 10 days, dude. Yeah. Like, I just work harder than you. That's it. And I was like, you know, that's how I feel. <laughs> but most people, that's what I've dealt with that too on the different, and from just how I look and stuff, most people just can't comprehend it or they don't want to because I think it's easier to, because one, it does exist. There are people that are doing it. So why are you any different necessarily? Yeah. But I think people that nowadays just can't accept honesty when people are communicating with them and being honest. Cause I think there's that, but it's a reflection too of their state of mind and where they're at. And yeah. it's, there truly are. And I, I know enough, but like there truly are just human beings that are built differently. And like, and like you said, the work ethic part, that's the one thing, unless you're in the gym doing that. And even if you are doing exactly what you're doing, there's yep. that whole genetic factor in, in what you're blessed with. And it's just, it's life, you know? It's life, yeah. <laughs> it, what you excel at and Mac, it, it might, it's because it, we're all different. You know what I mean? We all want yeah. what we can't have. I wish I was 450 pounds, but I'm not going to be 450 pounds. <laughs> I just, I, you know, it, we, we all, it, it's just, you got to go with and maximize and find what you're good at. And I just think, I always tell people that they go, I'm 170 pounds. I want to be 250. And I, I, well, you're going to have to do a lot of unhealthy things. I go, you're fighting your genetics. I go, when you put health number one, you make better decisions, first of all. I said, so make health number mm -hmm. one and just maximize your genetics. I go, be be lean and be happy, man. 
I go, women love yeah. lean. I just be happy. <laughs> be happy, dude. Yeah. Imagine like, a lot of the guys that do suffer from that. Imagine if a lot of them would just go get checked and like how much like this divorce rates would go down, like how much happier these guys would be, like the suicide rates would go down. Like it's crazy, man. Like it's something that they don't talk about because it's it's a needle. Like I think yeah. that's what, what scares a lot of people, man. Like, I mean, there's a cream you can take too, but I mean, yeah. I take mine uh, intermuscularly, so it's like people just are scared of a needle. Yeah, and that's what they have, they have the gel for people too with that. And there's different ways, and it's like for whatever reason, it could be from the foods, it could be from the different products. Who knows? But men are suffering from lower testosterone earlier and earlier in, in life now. It is not. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's not just people that did steroids or pro hormones or something. It's just people that have never touched it have it. it it's a yep. part of life. So, and why it, it makes all the difference. So. It does. It does, man. I can't complain now. <laughs> For you two, I want to ask, like, diet-wise, what, so what are you doing mostly diet-wise? And does your diet okay. change at all from when you're competing or not? Now, you know me. I'm honest, man. Uh, sometimes I don't follow my diet, but, you know, that's just me being human. But when I am on my diet, I do vertical diet from uh, Stan Efferning. Great guy. Uh, shout out to, man, shout out to Stan, man. He's, he's helped me out a lot with that diet. Like, I, I love it. So when I'm in prep, that's what I'm doing. I'm eating that steak. I mean, you know, the rice and, you know, getting my greens in and whatnot. So I do that. Off season, I try to lean it out a little bit. So I'll do like a modified version of it. And I'll have chicken in there and I'll do salads and stuff like that. So, um, and then like right now, I'm just kind of like whatever right now. So I'm, I'm kind of on it, but I'm kind of not. Cause I mean, I'm not really training for anything. I don't have a meat until November, but I mean, I'm eating pretty good for the most part, except for, Easter because of all the candy we got in the house, yeah. so that's been killing me. <laughs> and it's well, quarantine I'm season, good. so you can get away with a little junk right now. Everyone is. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm just trying to get back in shape because, uh, man, with everything going on with the corona and I got asthma, I got to be in the best shape in case I do get it. So I don't want to, you know, oh, wow. I don't want to catch yeah. that. <laughs> no, that it's definitely because I tell you the thing. It's definitely real, and it's with people with the pre-existing conditions. So it's. But it, it seems yeah. like they're saying people, the healthier you are, like immune system wise and stuff, it's the success rates are much, much better. But definitely, I, if I had, I have a couple friends with asthma, they're terrified here. Like they're not leaving the house. Yeah. It's that bad, man. But I mean, it started with cleanliness, man. And people just not, you know, clean, washing their hands. Yeah. And, you know, and I think a lot of it too has to do with, and, I get it, but a lot of workplaces are like, well, if you're sick, you know, you need to, you still need to come in and, you know, they do these things like that. And I understand like people have to work, but people are so scared to call off work because they're scared of losing their jobs. It's like some people thought that they may have had this back in December, you know, and I remember there's a lot of guys at the jail that I worked with that were sick. I'm like, man, everybody's catching like the flu, but some of that could have been Corona, you know, and we don't know that. Like, but because of, you know, things with your jobs, like, oh, well, you don't call in sick, you know, we need blah, blah, blah. And so you know, people are just afraid to lose their jobs and they're going in sick and they're spending to people. And it's just like, man, like, what can you do, you know? Yeah. No, this is, I tell people, this it's scary. And I have a lot of friends, like Vegas got hit hard with all of this, too, with all the casinos being shut down. And, like, I have a lot of people that I know that are out of work and I'm like, how long can this go on for? It's really, and I know they're talking now about with uh with Trump was talking to some of the governors, depending on the place, a lot opening up some stuff here slowly. 
but yeah. eventually, and it was like, keep doing this forever either. But it's like, obviously you got to protect people and it's just, there's so much information, misinformation. Nobody knows. Everyone has their opinion on what they think. And it's like, it's a stressful thing, man. I've been lucky with everything and with everything's been good, but it's still, I look at the longer this goes on, the more it affects everything. And it's just, yeah, it's bad, man. Stressful. Yeah. Not yeah. knowing, but. It's, uh, I'll, keep the head up. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that made me happy today. Uh, it was, and it was actually, it made me the car in front of me at the start. I'll go to Starbucks and go get a coffee. I leave the house once a day. I'll go usually run my car through an automatic or my truck through a car wash. Uh -huh. You don't get out and I'll go get a coffee. That's my, my interaction of anything for the day. And, uh, <laughs> I just got to get out and I don't do, I do, yeah. I order the groceries to the door. I don't uh, spray the bags of Lysol before and the, uh, <laughs> But the, the car in front of me today paid for my coffee. And, awesome. and I go, man, but it's just a regular black coffee, 287, nothing crazy. And yeah. I, it's happened a few times since all this has happened. And I never once, oh, thank you. And then it hit me the other, they, they did it today. I go, well, maybe I should pay for the car behind me and try to see how long we can keep this going. So I told yeah. the lady, I go, I go, what's my luck? What's the bill for the people behind me? She was like seven something. I go, let me get theirs too. I go, let's see how long. I go, try to keep this going the whole the whole day if you can. I go, uh -huh. Until somebody's just going for a black coffee and then the car behind them has like a $70 order at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they got them too. You yeah. know they get those too. <laughs> feel good. I go, you know what? There's still people are trying to do good right now. The It was a good like. Yeah. It was a little feel-good moment. I was like, man, there's still people are – humans always come together, I feel like, eventually. But yeah, got to stay positive. I saw you know what? In a lot of it, too, like I feel like people needed this kind of a break, you know? Yeah. And it's so it's a lot of things down. Like it's not like the greatest thing ever, but some of these people needed a break, you know? And just like focus on what's really important. Like people being at work all the time and not seeing their families and stuff like that. You know, this is, this is a blessing for me because literally – the week after they were like everything shut down he was here my little man was here and i got to spend time with him and still get paid for it so i'm like Incredible. i'm cool with it you know absolutely <laughs> man i see people too walking around outside more than ever like i never saw people yeah. outside and like yeah. the trees like i'm like everything just seems a little nicer i i, I go it's yeah. nice actually driving around and seeing people like going for jogs and walking their dogs yeah. and my neighbors are like walking. I'm like, I haven't seen you yet. Yeah. Hi. Like, I've lived here five years. I didn't even know. I didn't know you existed. It's it's <laughs> it's been a great thing. And like, I'm just like going around. I go, it, it just the vibe. Because before, it always felt like walking, driving around in the the Walking Dead, or like walking around. Nobody's ever outside. And like, Nobody. Yeah. So it's been like the parks are all packed. Like, and everyone's social distancing. But I'm like, ah, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's real nice, man. It's a blessing. What's your two? I wanted to ask you with, uh, are you, are you good friends with CT Fletcher also? Man, that's pops, man. I yeah. love that dude to death, man. man. Man, he, oh man. Shout out to pops, man. He, he put me on big time. That might've been where I made a saw you for the first time was through him. Cause he's been on here and yeah. man, what a fantastic human being. I, I love everything he does, man. He's him and his family, man. Like his, his daughters are great. His son, Samson, man. Like they're all great people. Good man. human and beings. Like it's, yeah. It's, and everybody it's not around them, man, they just show love to you, man. Like it's just that whole family, everybody that goes to that gym, it's just all love. I and mean, I, I love that, man. It, it makes me want to move out there because of how they treat people. It's like, man, you guys are family for sure. Great role models for people. That's why I always, 
people, anyone that like hates or anything, I'm like, man, like the guy for what he's overcome too. And like, you know how tough you have to be to mentally to overcome everything that he's had. Like I go, that guy, it's a once in a lifetime human being. Once in a lifetime, he died like twice or something like that. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And just, man, I'm <laughs> happy to see Samson. Like everything, you can just tell like how Samson. I can tell by how he conducts himself. I go, man, he's been raised really good. Like, like, like hey, man, big facts. He's he's one of those kids, man. That you know, you know, he's going to be a good kid because of how his dad uh, parents raised him, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy to see he looks healthy and he's. It's, I just wanted. I saw that. I think that's where I saw. You had to have been from that because he always he's always posting different things with people. And stuff. Yeah. So it's small. That's why I love all the the social media though. It's been able to connect me with people with all of this and, and the wrestling and yeah. it's been a blessing with everything. So, but I always I, I thank you for doing this. I don't want to take up all your day. I know you're a busy man too. But I everyone that I have well, on I appreciate here, you, man. Everyone I have on, I always ask one piece of advice uh, that that's helped you the most in your life. If, if you could narrow it down, what would that be? Some advice I would give that's helped me is consistency. I see, like, and I struggle with it too, man. Like, it's it's no secret. Like, I struggle with consistency, like, with my diet, training, all that. But when you're consistent, things start to go. Like, and it's just the little things too, like, consistent with your, you know, your diet, training, meditation, like things like that. Like if you're consistent with the things that you do and consistent with the things that you know that are going to make you successful, you're going to get there. You know, it's just a matter of time. And if you focus on it, by the time you look up, you're going to be there. Consistency is key. I love it. And it's it's no doubt that that's a big, big, big reason for all your success. What's uh, the best place for people to find you, too? I know you're TD Smash on Instagram, correct? TD Smash on Instagram. Uh, I'm working on my TikToks, man. I, I got to do a TikTok here. I got to do Get one. Get on there, yeah, man. Watched, man, look, have you watched the Tiger King yet? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just saw a couple weeks ago. Man, look, I gotta, I'm got i about to do a Carol Baskin one. Just, just wait. It's about to be hilarious. So I got my overalls and my shotgun for this one. Oh, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, get on TikTok. That place is I, that that's that's a good little platform over there. I got on there about five months ago. It, it's well worth it. It's funny. <laughs> are you also so, are you on Twitter also? TD Smash on Twitter too, or I had a Twitter, but I haven't been on it okay. in years. I'm, I'm really just on Instagram, Instagram and TikTok right now. So good deal, you know, man. Well, me. I appreciate you having you on, man. And thank you, man. I appreciate you. Good deal. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. One dollar of every sale on the website goes towards Three Square in feeding the homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, 
I go to my fuel meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. You've heard us talk about real good foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their real good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Thomas Davis, TD Smash. That was a lot of fun. Great time doing this show, getting to talk to so many people from different walks of life. And man, he's doing great things. So give him a follow on Instagram, guys, TD Smash. He is, uh, and he's funny too. He posts some funny stuff up, which I always, always greatly appreciate because I love to laugh. All right. All right, all right, all right. As I'm looking over a couple little notes here, guys, I'm going to go ahead and do our iTunes review for this week. You guys, please keep those iTunes reviews coming. They're greatly appreciated, and uh, a winner, you'll get a copy, so you can pick a winner every week, you get a copy. If you email me at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com, you get your choice of a copy of my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, or a Feed Me More Nutrition tank top small through 2XL. Just send a screenshot of your review to the email and with what you would like along with your uh, address, and we will get that shipped out to you. This week's winner is a key on air. This show is pretty darn awesome. Five stars. Thank you very much. It's hard to condense all of the good things I have to say about Ryback and his podcast into one review. I started listening about a year ago, going back and forth between old and new episodes. While guest and co-host have changed, the fact that there's so much to learn and so many conversations to enjoy remains consistent. Ryback lives his Feed Me More mantra, and it's definitely contagious through the vibe of his show. There have been days that this podcast will hit me like no song and will get me off my butt and out of bed when all I've wanted to do is stay shut down. Some of the stories and one-liners even put me into teary-eyed laughter, brightening my day even more. There's also valuable advice on how to be consistently mentally and physically healthier. I've tried applying his tips like doing a social media cleanse, switching to his pre-workout, and using stevia at home. I've come out of it a happier and healthier person with a noticeable decrease in headaches less anxiety, and the quality of my workouts keeps improving. I highly recommend this podcast, and I really hope that you get as much out of this show as I have. Ryback, if you ever read this, thank you so much for all that you do. And I am reading this on air, and thank you very much. A fantastic review, and it is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated for all the love and support. And I'm glad to be able to help out however I can through trying to help out myself and learn uh, and passing on some of the stuff and Thank you very much, buddy. Please email me at thebigguy at feedmemore.com and we will get you 
hooked up. Keep those iTunes reviews, guys. We're at about 600 now. The goal is 1,500 here uh, by the end of the year. We got some work to do, but with the way everything is, is going, I, I have a feeling we have a shot at doing that. So thank you very much. I uh, want to go ahead and paying the bills. Our main sponsor, Real Good Foods, realgoodfoods.com. Save 15% with discount code Ryback. I'm actually getting an, a custom affiliate link on this as well for you guys to where it's realgoodfoods.com slash Ryback. Uh, I got to shoot them back an email after this, but realgoodfoods.com, discount code Ryback. They got the cauliflower pizza, the low-carb, keto-friendly pizzas, enchiladas, breakfast sandwiches, jalapeno poppers, bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken breasts, guys. They have uh, the Real Good Foods ice cream now. They have a fantastic lineup of stuff. They're a great company. They're doing great things. They give back. And I'm very, very proud to be partnered and associated with them here on this show. Fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code, the big guy. Custom Meals. This Now, this company, guys, does meal prep for you where they literally, they give you the portions and the calories and the meals. And you guys can choose meals they already have made. Or you could do custom meals where you pick your, your protein, like your chicken, your steak, your salmon. They have all different things. They have quesadillas. They have pastas, different fish uh, assortments. And with different brown rice, white rice. They have sweet potato, baked potato vegetables broccoli green beans asparagus really 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 you guys can take the guesswork out of your eating you throw one or two of those in a day take them to work with you throw them in a cooler it gives you options rather than eating out all the time and it ultimately will save you money i feel and as their meals are very affordable to eat healthy that's fuelmeals.com discount code the big guy to save 15 percent and of course, Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. My supplement line, guys, sweetened with stevia. No artificial sweeteners or colors. We give you guys more ingredients. We provide you with safe supplements that actually work. And it, it's I thank you guys tremendously for the growth of this. We just came out with our Pump Plexidio, our ultra premium pump formula. Sales have been very good so far on that. We got our kickout immune system support that is going to be out anytime here. We are taking pre-orders. We're giving you 25% off of this, of this supplement, charging $29.99 and realistically could be charging $59.99, $69.99 based off the ingredients we're actually giving you compared to what other companies are giving or are, are doing. Not going to go that route. $29.99, we're giving you 25% off, $22.50. You're not going to find an immune support like it. I haven't been sick in over seven years. I don't plan on getting sick. I've been taking this formula, as with all my other Feed Me More Nutrition formulas, making them available to you guys. I think you guys are going to love this. And, and there's no better time than now uh, to take care of our health. And for our loved ones, and there's no limit to how many bottles you could buy on it. Take advantage of that pre-order price, though, guys. Once that supplement is out, that 25% off will be taken off on that. Not to say there won't be other discounts and things, but for that specific product, that discount will be taken away. And as always, you guys can save 10% with discount code PODCAST10 for the Feed Me More Nutrition uh, as well on that. Moving on, guys, my thought of the week here this week. I want to talk to you this week. I put out a tweet and I... I like talking about some of this stuff because I, I can tell what, what's getting traction and what's not so I can see what's relevant and not kind of through Twitter on what I want to talk about on this show. And the thought of the week is, is waking up looking for things to feel good about versus waking up and going throughout our day looking for things to get angry and complain about and really, really just dwell on. Not to say it's human nature. We all do it, guys. 
but it's a very powerful thing that when we become conscious of it and we actually see what we're doing, we're like, well, why are we doing this? Why am I choosing? What is really triggering me to want to keep fueling this anger inside of me that's ultimately just destroying me? Not, You know what I mean? It's So I think we have to be very conscious of that when we wake up, that in our heads we go, I want to feel good today. I'm going to look for things to make me feel even better. I'm going to focus on things that make me feel even better. I acknowledge and I forgive myself that if I do focus on the negative, because it's going to happen, we all do it. But it's getting out of that as quickly as possible and going back to things that make us feel good. So if you're someone and you find yourself complaining about everything all day on Twitter and, and getting in arguments with people all day, you're engaging in that negative. It's only going to make you feel worse. There's no winning. And even if you say you do win, even if you, you think you do win, you're going to encounter, you're going to attract somebody else to pick another fight with. And it's just, it's a never ending battle of, of wasting your time and you're not going to feel better about it. So choose to feel good, find things that make you feel good and, and ignore and block out the things that do not benefit you in a positive way, guys. And it's choosing to wake up, find things to feel good about. So it, for me, it, it being conscious of it has made all the difference and it, it helps. And like I've told you guys, shifting out of that as quickly as possible. We all judge, we all criticize, we all, it's recognizing when we are doing that hey, okay, maybe this isn't the best thing for me to be doing this right now because I'm doing this when I should be doing this and doing this will make me feel better, you know? So just my thoughts, just my thoughts, my thought of the week. <laughs> all right, I hope you guys are all staying safe and staying home. I'm hoping uh, with everything going on, we, uh, we get some sense of normalcy back and hearing different things about places opening up slowly in different parts. And I, I think that is promising news. Uh, hopefully we get more coronavirus testing made available where we know the people that have had it in the antibody test and we're able to make better informed decisions about letting people get back into the workforce and getting uh, getting this great, great, great nation back on track, getting the world back on track. I think I think we all all are ready. And, you know, I've been living this life for four years. And like I said, the last two really hard of having to run everything from home and, and take care of Sophie and the little guy and with Sophie's condition. And so I was I prepared for this lifestyle because I've had just to it for me and getting my health back. Seeing, though, a lot of people, it, it's definitely, you know, and I had to go through that when I went through all this in different levels of adjusting to not getting out as much. And, and I, I don't mind it, it nearly as much, but we all need to get out still. So uh, I'm hoping, cause I see a lot of people that are, they're starting to get a little frustrated and just know, I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, I think we're going to be all right eventually with all of this. And, uh, we got to adjust and evolve regardless and, uh, be grateful for every day we get, we get here and uh, of life. And, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. All right, wrapping up this week's show, guys. For all fan mail, please send uh, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. If you have any hot, spicy challenges, hot sauces, you got any crazy foods you think would be fun to watch me uh, do on, on Ryback TV on YouTube, uh, please send those over to the P.O. Box, guys, and try to get those on the show for you. Let's see. For all shirts, guys, the one I'm wearing, we feed, we work. We got a bunch of different really cool designs on the Teespring site. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash feed dash me dash more dash store. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash feed dash me dash more dash store.
<laughs> a lot of dashes and forward, forward and slash. Just the Phoebe Moore store, Teespring. Ryback TV at YouTube, youtube.com slash Ryback TV. I think we're hitting 217,000 subscribers. Thank you guys very much. We continue to grow that channel. My motivational book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon and, and Audible, paperback and Kindle format. With that, social media, guys. I'm the big guy, Ryback22, Phoebe More Nutrition. Conversation with the big guy, Ryback TV on Instagram. I'm Ryback22 on Twitter. Feed me more nutrition on Facebook, Ryback247 on Snapchat, and TikTok, I am the big guy, Ryback22. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 